I think one of the most exciting areas of advances are we're able to fabricate smaller and smaller sensors and integrate them into smaller and smaller structures, whether active or passive. But there's still a trade-off. I mean, they're, they're, we're, we're not quite always at the point of fighting physics, but we're sometimes getting very close to that. And so you're going to have trade-offs. Um, I might want say very, very delicate tweezers that are able to sense forces I'm exerting at the sub-millinewton range, but I still might want to be able to exert tens of newtons of force with those for some reason. Well, I'm exaggerating, but but uh, there, there's still, there's only so much you can do within the limits of technology. I think there are also, as a practical matter, cost limits that we also, certainly academics, we have limited budgets, but using these systems, uh, deploying them uh, for clinical care, you do have to worry about the cost of, of the systems. That makes things challenging is usually when you're going to deploy a commercial system, you worry more about cost than you do in a prototype. And uh, you, you worry much more about manufacturing processes, among other things, uh, and also materials and so forth. A second issue is usually customers expect the thing that, you, that they bought to continue to work for a while and be very reliable. And uh, reliability, if, if your, your focus is on getting something to see if it'll work at all, uh, is often a secondary consideration. Uh, it helps if when you're thinking about it, you at least think about how eventually it would be reliable. Um, I think for surgical things, um, the development process as well, um, there's a lot more testing required. Uh, and also your design process needs to be documented much better. That's a very, very good question, and anything we want to use in a clinical trial, we have to worry about that. Um, there is a, a standard process uh, called FMEA, Failure Modes and Effects Analysis, that anything that we think is heading toward a clinical study, uh, will we'll try to do that ourselves, and obviously any company commercializing what we do does it even more, where you actually say, well, what could fail in this system? How likely is it that it could fail? How likely is it that we would know that it fails? And what, what would the effect of the failure be? And what would we do about it? And one of I think there, one of the uses of redundancy is it helps you answer most of those questions. If I, I have a feedback encoder on a robot joint and that fails, the joint could go out of control. Mm -hmm. So what the standard answer is, well, I need two ways of measuring this motion. And if they don't agree, then I know something is wrong and I need to correct. Usually in, in surgical robots, that's done by having two encoders. There are other ways of doing it. One would be 
a standard feedback encoder and some way of directly measuring, uh, say, the tool to tissue relationship. But, but I, I, I think I, I think that's what we have to do. And redundancy is absolutely crucial. Um, and uh, again, I'll go back to that very first surgical robot uh, that we developed. I actually, um, what for the experimental prototype, what we did is we, we had a conventional robot that didn't have in it, for the prototype, uh, have, uh, it had one set of encoders. So I used an optical tracking system that was accurate to a tenth of a millimeter to watch what the end effector did. And those had to agree. And I also knew where the tool, there was some region that tool was allowed to be in. And if it got out of that region, uh, the, the optical tracker would, would say, whoa, stop, uh, freeze the robot because you're not doing the right thing. And um, there were two things interesting there. Uh, it, the company, for the product really went to multiple encoders in the arm, which is maybe a better engineering solution. But the other thing is that extra redundancy was enormously helpful uh, in debugging the systems, identifying other things that we didn't expect beyond just simply is the robot in control. So, it actually helps you to build more redundancy into the system than you even need for the FMEA because it helps you troubleshoot. Uh, 